0: This episode of the Your Best Lifestyles podcast is sponsored today by the MedFit Classroom. The MedFit Classroom is a non-profit educational branch of the MedFit Network. Find free or discounted education and webinars on prevention, rehabilitation of chronic diseases, medical conditions, women's health, genomics, hormones, aging, sleep, stress management, joint replacement, nutrition, exercise, and more. For more information, visit them today at www.medfitclassroom.org. That's www.medfitclassroom.org.
1: Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyles Podcast. I am your host, Terrence Hutchinson, and we are live right now on Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and more platforms, soon to be on Pandora and iHeartRadio as well. Welcome to another episode, man. We are super excited to be here once again. We're happy, healthy, strong, you know, vibrant, you know, no pain in our bodies, you know. We're breathing uh, independently, which is a very big thing right now. You know, yeah, it's, it's uh, Saturday afternoon, beautiful day out here in Atlanta. Nature is still doing what it does. It's aligned with itself, you know. sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the squirrels are running around, you know. And that's that's how I feel like we should be in line with nature and really be, you know, moving around the way we should be moving around, and not be controlled by fear and uncertainty. And I know for a lot of people, that's that's a huge challenge. A lot of people are driven by fear and uncertainty, and they suffer from PTSD. uh high anxiety low self-esteem depression you you know you name it so i know it's a little challenging for you guys but as long as you stay in communication with your primary physician or uh, your your therapist you're taking the meds and you're controlling your environment controlling your stress levels um, yeah, man, fortifying your immune system, eating the right foods, exercising, you know, and uh, meditation is really good, yoga, or going into your quiet place, you know, maybe use that energy to create something, maybe you want to write that new book, start a business, you know, uh, paint something, whatever you have to do, you have to find creative ways to control stress right now you know and make sure that you guys okay because the more you stress the more you weaken your immune system anyway so you know you have to find ways to do that most people deal with their stress in a negative way by you know using food as a a negative coping device you're feeding your stress or rewarding your stress some people use alcohol or they self-medicate whatever it is we need you to get right okay so when you get sick or injured you become a liability to everybody that's in your life and you do not become an asset so we want to keep you as an asset so you know you can be here for another 20 30 years you know so you know I know it's challenging right now you know a lot of people are going through a lot of things so getting long uh, a lot of people lost their jobs they may have uh, lost a loved one you know um, hey. I get it, you know, but, you know, life goes on, you see the world did not stop, you know, when all these things happen. So we have to make sure that we uh, bulletproof our our personal life, our professional life, and making sure that we are healthy and strong, um, not just physically, but psychologically as well, emotionally, spiritually. And financially, we have to make sure that we do all those things and and all the other components of the health and wellness need, environmentally as well. So it's a big deal, okay? I know it's hard. I know it's a struggle. But if you practice all the things that you need to practice and you get with great doctors and coaches, that's going to really walk you through some things, you know, and um, give you the tips and strategies that you need. You should come out on the other side. A different version of yourself a better version of yourself you know this is an opportunity for everyone to self-improve but depending on you know your mindset if you have a growth mindset then it's an opportunity if you have a set mindset and you you know it's going to shake you up a little bit you're going to have to get out get out of that comfort zone okay so anyway yeah welcome man thank you so much for uh the feedback of the podcast Our advertisers, our sponsors, you know, um, thank you so much for the commercial placements. You know, it's great, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, we are growing. The numbers are good, you know, 1.3 million. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, Right now, Brazil, India, you know, uh, South Africa, Nigeria, the UK, Ireland, Japan. Yes, you know, you know. Hey, that's what the number says in the back office, <laughs> so I go with it. Um, we appreciate that. We appreciate the love, and um, we love to hear feedback from everybody talking about all the, the previous guests that was that were on that shared a lot of great information to help increase uh, the listeners' quality of life. You know, or increase their ADLs, their activities of daily living, which is really necessary right now you know and uh, we only want to bring you people that you know who are doing amazing things in their community and performing at maximum levels on the global stage and that's very important right now you know we we need to bring in people who are experts in their field who are going to share nuggets and information for you to become a better version yourself and we need that man you know uh there's a lot of people out here that are suffering and looking for certain answers, you know, you never know, uh, I've guessed been known to drop nuggets that, you know, increase people's lives, you know, like, wow, I didn't know that, 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 that saved me or that, that, you know, took me off a ledge, you know, or maybe that this really, uh, gave me the, the missing piece of the puzzle that I needed to add to mine, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's a great thing so anyway yeah thank you man terrence hutchinson right here at the your best lifestyle podcast and then i'm going to introduce my new guest dr higgins bro higgins man. hello there how, are you, how you doing man hold on hold on let me let me get oh, a yeah. proper proper introduction let me read a little bit of your bio right quick you know what i'm saying um yeah, look, yeah. when i when when I saw this guy, I was like, oh, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, he'd be a great, great guest. Um, Dr. Grove Higgins is a chiropractor, rehabilitationist, soft tissue injury expert, researcher, a biomechanist, human performance expert, speaker, corporate health consultant. Since 1994, okay, Dr. Higgins has, been, has stepped into the rehabilitative healthcare as a personal trainer exercise therapist attending his doctor a chiropractor in 2005 starting with hospitals based acute care neurological rehabilitation he quickly was able to apply his professional and learning to all areas of rehabilitation from orthopedic rehabilitation to working with the military veterans and neurological injury and ptsd I'm going to start right here. Well, um, welcome, 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 Delta. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing fantastic, parents. It's a real honor to be here, especially following that eight-minute eight uh, seminar on the philosophy of how to live well. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, man. Look, man, I'm telling you, we all need that encouragement. We all need that help. And so many people are dealing with the elephant in the room right now, which is COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You know, they're shook. They're scared. They don't know what to do. And, you know, they're dealing with the fear of it and they're killing themselves slowly and they don't even have to have the virus. So, you know, that's why we here. we talk a little bit more about COVID-19 and how can you uh, well people already know how they can really prevent from getting it. But a lot of times, sometimes, man, the information just not soaking in on a regular basis. So this is why I love to talk to uh, doctors and individuals like yourself. What well, experts in your field now PTSD? Ah, <sighs> doctor, 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 doctor. You know what I'm saying from your practice and what your experience right now. How many cases are? What are you seeing right now from people who, who may be struggling with PTSD during the COVID 19 pandemic?
2: Yeah, yeah, no it it it's a real it's a real problem and. Uh for many of these people that are suffering from PTSD, the, the isolation and the stress from this time, especially financially and uh, and socially, um, is is may be more deadly to them than uh, than the virus is because most of them are, are fairly you know fairly young and healthy, uh, the ones that I get to work with, and uh, um, and it really leaves them at, at high risk, and uh, so yeah, I see quite a bit of it. I, you know during this time as a chiropractor. Um, I had a lot of restrictions on what I could do with people, so I could only work with people online and, and talk to people and email with people and uh, got to hear their stress. And you know, by and large, a great many of the people that I work with that uh, have PTSD and whatnot, they, 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 they're doing pretty well, but you can feel the stress. Uh, through the through the line and um, and uh, I, I'm just very grateful to be able to talk with these people and encourage them, uh, just like you're doing here online, and uh, uh, and and then work with some great professionals in psychology that are are saving lives uh, right now because of that.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Are you knowing the difference between online hands-on training versus versus um? Uh, virtual training. I mean, I know you're a hands-on type guy, and you know, one-on-one type thing. What's the difference yeah. you know, in right Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the big difference is, is it, it, the, the communication is even greater, right? I can't pick up on a lot of the, a uh, lot of the body cues and facial expressions as easily uh, online as, a, as I do in person and such like that. So, you know, it really it, it's really honed during this time. I, I think it might be a, a big blessing for me. Uh, to to hone my communication skills so that way I can help people without having all of the modalities I normally have. Um, And so in that sense, I I think I've actually been able to grow a little bit in my abilities as a professional during this time.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the highly motivational and productive individuals, you know, they they finding growth in this quarantine, you know, situation, you know. And, um, I, I mean, I've done so many podcasts over the last month that I've done since I started back up in February, you know, and it, it mm-hmm. has helped me a tremendous deal, too. And it also introduced me to a, a new world of, uh, clinical professionals and doctors such as yourself so you know i really appreciate the connection thank you for coming on yeah so as a chiropractor when everybody going through this this quarantine right now what's the negative effect of sitting too long you know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> in a lot of cases with bad posture and being I mean, across the uh,
2: well, Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all drawn to our technology because that's how we're communicating with people, you know, whether it's through your phone or your pad or your computer. Um, we're all spending a lot more time in that. And so, yeah, seeing a, a lot of that. And so I've been able to help a lot of people online with, with that. And they're surprised that they can get themselves out of pain without having somebody's hands on them uh, a lot of the time. And, uh, but yeah, no, this time uh, of inactivity and a lot of the technology that we're all using, and thankfully we do have it, um, is, is killing us.
1: Yeah. 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 Are you, are you noticing a lot of people with, um, deep neck stiffness uh, in the core, corv- uh, part of the spine? Cervical. Oh, yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cervical. Yeah. Yeah. No, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, upper back and neck. And of course, you know, most people will say, oh, that's where I store my stress. And yeah, that's true. You know, part of the stress response is to get tight up in that area and then you throw bad posture behind it, oh, it's a killer.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, even, I got up not too long ago before the call, and I was like, ah. Oh. Because <laughs> I found myself <laughs> for a second. I said, oh, that's not good. I didn't even like the groan that I made. I scared myself. I was like, no, sir, you got to get up and stretch. So how important is stretching? Why do you think that people... Neglect stretching when it comes down to uh, great range of motion, uh, joint flexibility.
2: Sure. So I, I'm going to throw a, a slightly different perspective on it. You know, muscles themselves are, are uh, as for all intents and purposes, dumb pieces of meat, right? They're they're, they're doing what they're told. They don't uh, they don't uh, get tight on their own. They're told by that nervous system that they need to be tight. Now that could be because there's a problem that the nervous system's trying to deal with. You know, you're out of alignment your uh, uh, joint's not working really well and not very mobile, Uh, or it can be because, yeah, you're stressed and and those muscles are tightening up uh, to deal with that stress or help you deal with that stress. So, you know, when you get those tight muscles, stretching is is awesome and it's very helpful because it it gets the, the tissue moving, and by getting the tissue moving, you get the better blood flow in there. And by getting that better blood flow, you're stopping that chronic, repetitive motion injury, uh, cumulative trauma cycle that you've got yourself stuck in. And eventually, it'll make that tissue harden. And and, uh, you'll have to have somebody's hands on you eventually. Um, And and the other thing is is that it can become a a permanent uh, behavior pattern that you get stuck in. Uh, And so then that stretching helps to remind you, what does normal feel like again? And so between those two things, stretching is really important. So I look at stretching a little bit differently than, you know, just trying to get that tissue to, uh, to lengthen and, 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 and such like that. I'm looking at it from that holistic standpoint of how is that tight muscle affecting the body. And, and then the big question is, is why. If you can figure out the why, uh, the why uh, question as to why that tissue is tight and why you need to stretch it, well, then it won't be tight. And then you won't need to stretch it nearly as much.
1: Yeah, that's amazing that you said that. I mean, you know, I work with people, and they, they hate stretching. They think stretching is just is worse as the, as the exercise.
2: Yeah, it's a great tool. It's a great tool. But if you can get down to the whys, then the stretching is so much more effective, and uh, you need to do it less because uh, the tissue is healthier. It stays that way. Yeah. Where I also. Yeah, Go where ahead, I like ahead. to focus people on, yeah, where I like to focus people in on is is, is their mobility, Get, getting those joints moving because that's what is informing the nervous system as to what tone that that tissue needs and if you need to stretch at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And people don't understand it. You know, they have aches and pains because they have lack of mobility or flexibility, but they don't like stretching, but. When it comes down to, you know, working the hip flexors or the, the knee joint and everything like that, they, they got a lot of pain there. So what would you say to people who uh, have a problem or, or they may even dislike stretching, but over time, they may come up with rheumatoid arthritis, you know? Is oh, that totally. a shock? Uh, is that a cc that a is that maybe,
2: yeah I mean uh, in in educating people, you know ch- uh, trying to tell them you know the good reasons why, but then sometimes getting to that point of here's the here's here's the consequences of you not paying attention and not doing these things for yourself. you know it is the things like the arthritis, it is the things like uh, you know joint damage and you know shorter shorter uh, enjoyable lifespan, you know, or quality of life at least. um you know, I can't tell you how many guys I run into that are. In their 40s and 50s, and they're like, "Yeah, I played, I played football when I was in high school. That's the reason my knees hurt." Like, maybe, maybe not, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, once they get the idea, uh, and once they start feeling good and they and moving is is motivating again, because when you're hurting, moving
1: is not motivating.
2: Then, uh, then it's a lot easier to swallow that pill and and, and do it because it keeps you feeling good.
1: Right. What's your thoughts on um, the holistic approach versus modern medicine when it comes down to pain, uh, joint pain, something like that?
2: Um, you know, first of all, realizing what pain is is a really important thing, um, and we don't spend enough time educating uh, clients, patients on what pain really is. And pain really is just an action signal from the, your your brain saying something's wrong, and it doesn't. It's not even very specific, right? Um, and, so, it, it, and so, unfortunately, within the, the typical medical model, um, and even in my world in chiropractic, uh, we look at the pain way too closely and we forget there's a whole human being attached to that problem, that issue. And, uh, and, and so we're not looking for the problems. We're, we're looking to solve the pain. And, uh, and, and so looking at it from that holistic standpoint that is more ancient, more Eastern a lot of times, Things like that, it takes into account the whole human person, and, uh, and and doesn't break them down into parts.
1: Yeah, I know dealing with a lot of people. Let's just say they haven't worked out in a while, and all of a sudden they said, "Oh, my back was hurt." Now you know we did uh, <laughs> we just did some stretches, a of bendings, of a light deadlift exercise with a small weight of the kettlebell, and it's like, oh. I said you need to identify the pain. Is it muscle pain from the movement, or is it a type of pain that's from an underlying condition? You know, and people don't understand that they have to identify the pain to make sure that we address it um, more, more effectively, and more approach uh, uh, um, holistically. I was about to say that, but you know, yeah. uh, I was like you got to identify the pain. You got to know what type of pain it is before you go complaining about somebody's hurting you
2: yeah yeah no most definitely and, and I think a lot of us have gotten into that mindset of no pain no gain um, and that pain is pr- a prerequisite for getting older um, and so we just kind of swallow it and live with it and unfortunately long term it's a losing proposition and, uh, uh, and and we don't address it early enough unfortunately working with a lot of uh, young athletes Uh, uh, children uh, a lot of their parents have uh, uh, swallowed that pill for them and just assume that their kids are in pain and it's normal and kids should never be in pain so just because you're an adult and that you're in pain doesn't mean that your kids should be either so yeah we've got a bad attitude around pain unfortunately
1: do you you find that um, people more susceptible to pain are, are even more prone to pain because it runs in their DNA profile is it more genetic?
2: There are some people. There is definitely some people that are more wired for, uh, for pain. Right. I, I think all of us have, you know, strengths in our sensory systems. Right. Some of us we got awesome eyesight, and we'll have awesome eyesight the rest of our lives. Some of us have awesome sense of, of kinesthesia. We can sense where we are in time and space really, really well. Um, and others of us are, are great memory people, and, and and other things like that. Right. Pain is just another one of those uh, those inputs into the system. And it's not the pain that's the input. It's the, the ability for the brain to decipher out of the hundreds of thousands of sensory inputs coming into it, you know, what's dangerous and what's not. And sometimes uh, our systems are much more prone to that pain because it's much more sensitive to those negative inputs, and it lets you know it. So, yeah, there is some genetics behind it. But pain, like just about every other input into the body, can be trained and enhanced, either enhanced away and decreased, or enhanced uh, upwards. And so when I got people that have chronic pain, so people who have pain, have pain for more than three months, uh, pretty consistently, um, you know, they've, they've enhanced their pain in the wrong direction. They've learned how to be in pain. And, uh, and, and so their systems not only have to you know, solve the problem, but then
1: they have to learn how not to be in pain. Wow, I mean that makes a lot of sense because I run into a lot of people who dealt with pain. They mask it well. They've been dealing with pain for twenty something years, yep. and you, they're smiling in my face. I'm like, then I see a twitch on their face. You know, like you mentioned earlier about body language or facial expression, and I'm like, what was that? You know, it's like, oh, I, 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 I I'm, you know, I have a pain in my back, whether it's I nerve damage or a bulging disc, you know, something. But they've been dealing with that pain maybe because bad posture at, on their career, have a career, or like you said, but um, athlete, you know, having pain from there from high school, whatever year it was, you know. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know how they was able to deal with pain for so long. They got so used to the pain. I wouldn't be able yeah. to do it. I don't like pain in my body. I'm like, no, sir. Mm-mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and there's good pain. There's definitely good pain and there's bad pain, you know, and the, the hard part is, 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 do you know what that is? You know, you yeah. as a professional, as a fitness professional, a uh, health help professional, you you know what the difference is, uh, but the common person doesn't, and I think it's something that we should be teaching uh, teaching in school, so that way you know, if, if you just have that in mind and what makes pain and what helps pain and, and what is good pain and what isn't that good pain, People would be so much healthier because they they will want to feel good,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So in 2009, you started your nonprofit called LifeQuest Transition. Talk, share a little bit more information about your yeah. nonprofit.
2: Yeah, well, I had a great opportunity to move out to uh, Las Vegas for a year and do some do do a couple projects out there, and got to work with some UFC fighters early on, and and uh, and and while I was doing that. Um, you know, I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I get back to, to Colorado, get back to Colorado, meet some interesting, interesting people. And uh, this is during the time when a lot of soldiers were uh, going back and forth uh, to, in and out of deployment. Um, and, and there was a huge problem. They had all of these injured soldiers uh, that were going through what's called the injury or warrior transition units uh, through the Army. Um, in fact, they made a, a whole... Division uh, of the army that was just dedicated to handling how many injured, wounded, ill, and injured soldiers there were. Now, most of these people were not injured in combat. The combat, it was just the wear and tear and the damage from being in the military. It's not easy, um, and, uh, and and it's, it, it, it's it's rightly so because it's a lot of training to get ready for really uh, rough uh, circumstances. Uh, so, uh, some of them were combat, some of them were not, uh, but a lot of them had stress disorders and, uh, all of them had pain. <laughs> so that was easy. And, uh, so we, we decided we needed to make an effort to help these guys. My dad was a, was a Marine Corps. Um, uh, uh, it was, a, it was an officer in the Marine Corps during the Korean War. And, uh, he, now I look back on it. I did not understand him well. Now that I look back on it, after all this experience, he had a lot of stress disorder. He had a lot of PTSD. He had a lot of head injury too, and uh, I didn't I didn't see it for what it was before he passed away in 2002. So that was kind of my motivation to say, well, we need to do something, and so we did. We started LifeQuest Transitions. We saw close to 3,000 soldiers over that time. We were really honored to be able to do so, and uh, we we attacked it on a on the basis of. Working with these guys, teaching these guys ways to um, augment their pain and get better function out of their bodies and uh, and then see what o- windows that would open in their lives. Because uh, a lot of these guys were all of a sudden faced with the idea that my career is over and I'm a soldier, I'm a physical being, and I can't do those things anymore. What am I going to do next? And, uh, and so, unfortunately, a lot of these guys... Never had a, never, never thought of a, an exit strategy. You know what would happen if I did get hurt and I couldn't do this anymore. And so they were, uh, they were in the, uh, oh, oh crap mode, and really suffering. And uh, we provided an opportunity to help learn how to change your pain, change your performance, and then you'd be surprised. Uh, all of a sudden, opportunities opened up in front of them. They saw, for the first time, their stress levels came down, and they were able to start doing transitions so much better so much better to the point that we got calls multiple times from their doctors at the, uh, at the hospitals and in in, at the base here uh, saying, we don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Everybody that participates in your program um, does better in their therapies here. And, uh, and so uh, we took those lessons forward after we closed down that program several years ago um, and put it into our clinic here. And that's how we practice still to this day.
1: Man, that's awesome, man. That's super awesome. Congratulations and all that. You know, you said something interesting. You said that um, a lot of soldiers had a lot of wear and tear outside of the normal stuff. I never really thought about that. You know, uh, I never never was in the military. But as soon as you said that, and I work with a lot of people who are in the military, or who just transition out of the military, and outside of the PTSD but the physical ailments like, you know, um, uh, weak dorsiflexions or, you know, poor patella tracking or, you know, lumbar issues, you know, but they were more, um, they were not like foot soldiers pretty much on the front lines, but they was more behind the scenes doing the stuff, but they still suffer from a lot of physical ailments. And when you just said that, it just registered to me because I, I worked with somebody who was more um in the kitchen working you know being a, being oh, yeah. a chef behind the scenes. but she suffered from uh a lot of that ailment too because you know she still had to wear the uniform and the boots and you know she still had to go through basic training to hold everything you know and uh, when you said that it just it just triggered that in me so um what's your success rate right now with with, with the military that you work with coming making a good uh transition
2: uh, really, really fantastic. Um, you know we don't get to work with nearly as many in the numbers of of uh, military any longer, but several years ago we uh, we stumbled across a piece of technology that we really liked um, because it it seemed to help uh, individuals get their sleep back. So that's the number one uh, risk factor for uh, suicide. Uh, uh, it, it, in general, if it, it, your sleep is disrupted, your chances of, of suicidal ideation uh, is really, really high. And so we found this piece of technology, and so we pursued it and we started doing research uh, with it. It's called VASPER, uh, Vascular Performance. It's a, it's a machine that does cold and compression, um, and, uh, and it tricks your body into thinking you get a lot of a, a lot more ana- anaerobic uh, exercise than you actually are. So the thing that we liked about it is that it allowed us to uh, do exercise with guys who are hurting pretty bad and not cause any more pain and uh, and try to change this hormonal problem that they were having that was screwing with their sleep. Anyway, um, and so since that time, we've been doing a lot of research and it was entirely veteran focused. And so we've worked with several hundred over the last couple of years doing this research and, uh, and and see that, you know, just, again, going back to the ideas of you start moving better, you start feeling better, you start sleeping better, and now your transition, even years after the fact, starts to become more successful. You start looking for opportunities to grow yourself because, hey, I feel
1: good, and I'm out of my own way now. Wow, that's amazing. Now, with this whole COVID-19 and quarantine, are you seeing more cases of people complaining about, deviation from uh, getting good good night's rest or sleep patterns but I know sometimes I, my sleep patterns may be off sometimes you know I can feel it you know are you seeing that
2: yeah I, yeah yeah I uh, most definitely anytime I've seen changes in the general stress level of, of people in the on the planet uh i see huge changes in sleep and i have but there's also a, a, a little side benefit that i don't think anybody's or many people are paying attention to you know i see more people out walking uh and out walking at least where i'm at uh with their families which not during the middle of the day of course but um uh which i never got to see before and i i think didn't exist before and, and so I see some people coming back and they're like, there's some good things coming out of this for, in, my, in my life. How do I keep it? How do I keep this uh, more family time? How do I keep this uh, more balanced activity in my life? Uh, getting outdoors for the first time in a long time. Um, and and so as, as much as I do see the sleep disruptions, like you, you're saying, um, I'm also seeing some really positive things that I would love to see how I could help people or how we can help people uh, keep it.
1: Yeah, I I mean, amazing. I've seen, I'm noticing people in my neighborhood I've seen, you know, walking so long around the neighborhood. And I was like, that's that's one of the benefits of this pandemic right now because it's rattling cages and it's forcing people out of their comfort zone to get up and move, getting some vitamin D, getting that cardiovascular exercise in because you're sitting so long and you know you're just going to weaken your... Your hip flexors and, you know, your knee joints, everything stiffen up on you. So, you know, that's the beauty of it right now. And that's why I try to tell people, like, this is an opportunity to self-improve and to grow and do things that you haven't been doing in a while. It's forcing people to get up and move, uh, stretch, become more mobile, become more flexible, change their nutrition, focus more on nutrition versus food. Um, the whole nine. So it's, it's, it's just a benefit. And I think us as, as professionals, we can, you know, self-approve on that and, you know, use that um, to our advantage when it comes down to our, to our coaching style.
2: Totally. I think, I think if we do a good job of talking to our clients and saying, you know, wh- helping them see the positive results, because uh, a lot of times people get positive results and they just don't see it. I mean, how many how many trainers work with people trying to lose weight and they don't see a change on the scale so they think they're failing? Their pants are falling off, you know, but it took somebody else to point it out to them. It's the same thing here. If we as trainers can say, you know, what, what, what was good? What changed in a positive way? Well, I was spending more time with my family. I was out walking more often. That's a good thing. Don't lose it, and we'll help you. Learn that behavior. Learn that transition into that behavior that hopefully you will stick with you a lot longer than you know going back to the normal grind.
1: Yeah. Do you do, do you feel that people are spending more time with their families because they were laid off or is re- working remotely? You know, a combination of both. You know, they're home yeah, now. There's,
2: yeah, there's a there's a bit of both, and I know I know some people that have been laid off. Uh, I know more people that are working from home. We have a lot of people who support the military here. And so instead of being in the office, they're just working from home. Um, and, uh, I, you know, to a certain extent, I, I, I hope that they continue to work from home uh, because it's changed their lifestyles in a lot of ways, yes. in, a good, in a lot of good ways.
1: Yes, yes. I got a question. Now, for people who suffer from PTSD, um, is it more challenging for them to stay quarantined at home oh. if they are an extrovert? Yeah, interesting.
2: I was just listening to a couple of guys talking about this uh, the other day. Um, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you gain your energy by being out and connecting with people, oh, this is terrible. This is just yeah. terrible for you, right? Um, uh, thankfully, I'm I'm a little bit more on the introverted side, so you know, I've been able to pace this very well and 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 you know, get myself out of my stress uh, fairly well, but. Uh, If you're an extrovert and that's your uh, way to compensate for your stress, oh, yeah, this this has been tough. Um, And, uh, you know, that's why I think I've I've been participating in a lot of uh, Zoom-based meetings, you know, groups, you know, for fellowship with churches and and other things. And um, those people have outlets now, which, you know, if, if this was 20 years ago, oh, I don't know what it would look like.
1: Oh, it would be ugly. Yeah, I, I, think, I think because um, certain platforms like Zoom and, you know, uh, FaceTiming and, you know, Messenger, you know, and the power of the Internet, it shrinks the world. It, it can really bring people, what well, has brought people closer, it shrunk the world and you're able to do more virtual things right now. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, coaching practices, business skyrocket virtually uh, doing the online thing prior to the quarantine, even though they may have had uh, um, online uh, classes before. But now, like, everything is kind of like skyrocketing, probably like 65% or more. I've seen that even with myself. You know, I'm working with people all around all around the country and a few in a few countries, too. And it's like, wow, this is... I think I might stick with this model right quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, it, it, I do. Yeah, I knew more and more
2: guys transitioning to online uh, exclusive business. And, and uh, you know, I don't think they were uh, looking forward to this type of a problem. But I think after this, you'll see more and more of it for sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, a, um, hey, it's, it's an added benefit. You know, it's teaching us how to uh, perform better on a global stage, as you already know, um, and helping us with our communicational skills. Um, the whole nine you know we we really making nice adjustments you know and um, at first I was a little worried and then I said well you can do this you know you've done this in corporate America just do it for yourself and you know I just made the transition you know I just switched gears and um, adjust my goals and you know where I want to be and I had to visualize it and now I'm here so you know um, I started connected with a lot of doctors and chiropractors and physical therapists um in the past and now i'm just you know building up those relationships now meeting you and talking with you this is this is therapy for me you know because what you're doing (laughs) right now i'm serious man this is helping me um you're giving me information now you know for me and my audience but you know you talk about good joint um health and of course of stretching and sleep deviation, PTSD, you know, how, you know, stress management, working with the military, you know, and all that. And these, you know, we cannot forget about the military. So let me ask you, okay, so are you seeing any clinical professionals, doctors, lawyers who personally need your service? doing this quarantine pandemic because you know they're working a lot of long hours now they on their feet they're bending they pulling they lifting are you are you seeing um, an influx on in, in these type of individuals as well
2: yeah I, 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 a lot of my a lot of those individuals I'll, I'll shunt to my trainers.
1: Uh, I, I've got t- two
2: exercise therapists that work with me, one female and one male uh, Pat Marquez and and mary wilson and 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 that's where I get them going because what I really want for those individuals is a uh, a routine a core you know a repetition, a habit of moving and doing things and uh, and that's where of course, personal trainers, uh, and coaches are, are awesome because they're, they're the masters of helping people develop those, the, those behaviors. So, yeah, we've seen a bunch of that. Um, and, but, you know, people are still, you know, by and large, uh, very much uh, in-person uh, oriented uh, with trainers, with doctors and everything. So it's a bit of an education uh, to help these individuals connect to this different way of doing things. But I think that if everybody started to do kind of what you're doing, which is like, hey, I, I wanted to work from home more, and I want to help people online and maybe even not even people I can ever see in person and, uh, and help them to develop uh, this connection to the technology in a healthy way, um, I think that it's going to benefit all of us, especially if this comes back in another four to six months
1: yeah yeah (laughs) oh my god because now they're talking about this it may not be able to thrive or survive in a warmer climate so you know looking at that as well but I've, i've noticed in a lot of nurses and doctors have been uh working or are working uh you know i don't know 18 hour shifts five days a week six days a week and you know they're saying hey you know, I saw your videos, and you know, I, I need help because you know I have my knees is bothering me. Uh, I'm I'm sleep deprived. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I'm not focusing um, the way I need to focus. You know, my back, um, my ankles. Even though I have on a $200 pair of clogs, you know, I still have uh, pain in my in my foot and my feet. You know, so I'm hearing, I'm getting a lot of uh, feedback from that. You know, one doctor that I know, she works at the Children's Health Care here. And both of her, she had a- ACL repair last year. And now um, the other knee is giving her problems. you know what I'm saying? So now she has, you know, she has that issue too, plus the back issue. So I'm seeing a lot. And, and these things are not really being reported because the only thing we know is that, Doctors, nurses, you know, uh, clinical professionals who are on the front line are dealing, they're putting their own health, uh, physical health, emotional, mental health on the line to to, to do their job, you know, and um, it's just the feedback to me is like, man, you know, you need to get in, you need to get these people more active or get them more rest, you know, Uh, depending on what city or what state you are, I know all cases are different, but I've seen a lot myself. So let's let's talk about. Um, you got the joint health webinar coming up soon from the MedFit professionals, and uh, that's where yeah. I actually met you from. You know, I'm a part of that that group too. Great group. Uh-huh. Uh Thank okay. thank you, Lisa. You know, I interviewed her last Saturday as well. So um, now you here. So let's talk a, more, a little bit more about the webinar. Um, five joints. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we
2: uh, yeah. So you know, we've been uh, wanting to put Lisa and I've been wanting to put on a uh, a much more extensive uh, anatomy um, education piece for trainers. Uh, I've had the great luxury of working with a lot of uh, trainers and coaches. We got the NSCA nearby here, and we've got a lot of we've got a, uh, an independent uh, anatomy lab here in Colorado Springs, um, and we we put on workshops for for manual therapists, doctors, trainers, coaches, uh, cu- uh, training, uh, curriculums, uh, and everything. And so we got some, uh, we're, we're putting out some really good local products, but we wanted to get this out, um, you know, uh, to a broader audience to kind of raise the bar on the knowledge and understanding of trainers, uh, you know, to, to help their clients. You know, general clients as well as especially the the medical uh, oriented uh, trainers, the corrective fitness uh, individuals. And uh, yeah. so, you know, with the COVID stuff that popped up, we started talking about how how can we reach out to trainers and and help them right where they're at, and then raise their excitement level about doing some real hands-on anatomy here, uh, hopefully in the future. And uh, that's what came came up was this five joints. So we're going to be focusing in on. On five joints in the body: uh, the ankle, knee, hip, uh, shoulder, and elbow. So a little bit, a little bit outside of the spine, but uh, it all connects through. And uh, yeah. I, I'm, you know, in my in my experience, uh, I, I consider myself a functional anatomy teacher, even in the in the lab. And um, I love zooming in on things like these individual joints, but showing how they connect into the whole body and how that ankle has an effect all the way up to the anatomy, uh-huh. which is all the way that el- at that elbow potentially, right? Uh, and then back <laughs> down again, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and getting people excited about wanting to connect more into the, the, the anatomy. I, I've been teaching anatomy since 2002, and uh, I can't get enough. Uh, every time I get into the human body for real and just and working with my patients as well, um i'm just blown away by the beauty and the uh the, the genius that is in these human bodies that we've been given um and 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 how we as professionals uh can help people uh, if we just understand it better
1: yeah i mean the anatomy the body is so resilient the body is a beautiful thing there's so many different systems in it and it's like man this is this is this is uh <laughs> this is so crazy and the body do you feel like the body can actually heal itself um oh, definitely from- definitely mm-hmm. I,
2: I i'm a manual therapist i mean my 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 job is to put my hands on people you know that at least that's the way i'm trained but yeah. I, I really think that I'm the kind. I, I'm the, my job is to remove roadblocks so you can do the rest of the work, so that way <clears> you can heal yourself, or you can work with your trainer to then take that uh, that unimpeded system and make it something different. I, I don't like seeing patients a lot, <laughs> you know, not because, I, not because I, 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 uh, I, I don't like making money and not because I don't like, but I don't like seeing the same problems over and over again because I know I'm not, I'm not changing it enough, um, and I'm not helping the person learn how to do it. And so we do, in the clinic, that's what we do. We, 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 we try to get out of the way and we try to give the person the the tools that they need and empower them to make the change. And then they keep coming back because they want more. They want to go beyond that. And that's Mm -hmm. exciting.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely exciting. I've worked with people that that finish up with their prescriptive care coming from a physical therapist, and we pick up where their physical therapist uh, left off at. However, we work in conjunction with their physical therapist to make sure that, you know, we're still applying um, everything that we need to do to make sure this person increase the quality of life and the um, activities of daily living. Sometimes when I feel when I work with some clients, they feel like, you know, after PT, like they supposed to just stop working it's or over. stop yeah. exercising. You know, I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, life still goes on. You still have to work those joints. You still have to move, man. You know, and um, it's just crazy to me. So how important, I know this might be a little little silly question, but why do you feel that people don't know the importance of great joint health until there's a problem with a a weight-bearing joint, whether it's a hip and knee or anything like that? I think people really neglect their joints a lot, until there's an issue. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, no. We, we, we uh, Unfortunately, Jim. Uh, I'm going to make a statement, and nobody hate me for this. But <laughs> gym culture, gym culture invaded uh, invaded medicine, or or medicine adopted it improperly. Right? Uh, this idea that uh, you know it's all about the muscle, um, and a lot of times. And I come from the physical therapy world, so I'm going to make criticism of where I come from. Um, uh, you know, we still treat everything as though it's a strength conditioning problem. Um, and that's a huge mistake, huge mistake, because that the, you know, strength conditioning is important. It becomes the armor to good movement. But where does the nervous system get the data it needs to run that soft tissue mm-hmm. That muscle, it gets it from, it, 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 at least in one, in a huge uh, uh, respect, it gets it from those joints, all the proprioception coming from those joints. If those joints don't move well, your brain's going, uh, trying to protect you from everything. And so you move poor and eventually you start hurting. Um, and some of that pain is, 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 is good pain. It's telling you to slow down. Uh, parts of the pain is just poor information and your body's putting the brakes on inappropriately. And then you don't feel like moving anymore. So right. the
1: joint mobility is huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I work with a, a senior lady. Uh, she's 85, and she suffered from RA. And um, joint pain, you know, in in all her joints, you know, it has affected her um, fine motor skills and her gross motor skills. You know, just the simple things as... You know, grabbing a cup of coffee it, it, its a struggle for her. Reaching up in the pantry is a struggle for her. And she looked me in my face. She said, Terrence, she said, getting older is not for wissies. You know, and um, she's a little woman, like 5'2", 100, uh, I don't know, 80 pounds. It's not for wissies, man. You know, but she refused to stop moving. She, um, she's a widow, she lived by herself and uh she just you know she just keeps moving it was i think i her mindset was just so strong she was so resilient and i said man you know but when i'm working with her to do a lot of corrective exercises or um uh, uh exercise therapy movements to really give her more range of motion or reduce her pain threshold a little bit you know work with her you know she's finishing up with physical therapy. And now they put her, I forgot the med that they put her on is one of the only ones they had for her rheumatoid arthritis that has a steroid component in it. So now she's put on 20 pounds and she can't stand, stand it, but she needs the medicine and uh, she just don't like the weight gain, you know, and that's, sure. That's a, you know, that's another thing. And when it, when it comes down to... medical fitness at one time I used to look at people years ago and say oh um, this person is obese because he or she may have bad eating um, habits or their lifestyle is really negative but when I got more into hearing people's story into um, exercise therapy and working with medical professionals such as yourself and having these consultations with individuals I realized there was a medical issue down the line, that caused a weight gain, or or maybe with a car accident, you know, something that happened that um, that caused them to gain 20, 30 pounds, and now the weight becomes really strong on the weight-bearing joints, and they probably added four pounds of pressure on the joint, six pounds of pressure on the joint, and flexibility, mobility, and great range of motion, um, it can, it it has become very limited for them right now. So they now in the secondary lifestyle and they can't get out of that mental rut to move and now because of that the stiffness of the joints has really elevated and they don't know
3: mm-hmm. what
1: time to move or where to move so if if somebody suffers from joint pain or, or arthritis i don't know if it's back pain knee pain whatever is there a specific time they should be moving, whether or is this a specific treatment, like keeping the joints hot before the exercise or warming it up or, you know, what's, I, what's your I think, Yeah,
2: I think it actually it, it starts even even more simple than that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let me give you a, a little story. Uh, a neighbor across the street um, and uh, a good friend of mine was renting my house, and he's a trainer as well. And he's trained in a lot of the movement modalities that we use. The neighbor across the street had his father uh, visiting. And this guy is, this guy is like six foot five, uh, just a huge man. But he's in his late 60s, early 70s, and he, he can barely move. He just he hurts all the time, and he's been hurting for a long time. And, and just spending a little bit of time with him and trying to find what's the simplest thing that this guy can do, well just as one of the assessments, um, this guy could barely lean forward, you know, to even touch his belt because, his, mm-hmm. you know, his back hurts so bad. So, of course, he was not inclined to move much at all. So uh, my buddy just had him just standing there, because standing was so much easier for him than sitting, and had him do just some ankle mobility uh, on, a, on the edge of a stool, uh, and Within uh, literally within repetitions of that ankle mobility, he was able to touch his knees, and he pops up and his eyes are you know just bug out of his head. (laughs) My back didn't hurt to do that, and from that point forward, he started working on simple things, just getting joints specific joints moving, and it just started taking the brakes off of his system, and he started moving more, and he lived the next ten years a really good vital life with more movement than you probably did in the last 20 and uh, so I think it, it, it starts it, it, we need to get good at remembering that we are as trainers as coaches as doctors even um, we are masters of the said principle said principle being you know specific adaptations to impose demands and those demands are how we move every day those activities of daily living you mentioned at the very beginning of the show if we do those well walking, moving around uh, you know, our normal life and doing those things that we need to do on a day-to-day basis and we move with high efficiency, which means that all those joints have to be moving well, the body's going to reward us with more movement, with less pain, and better longevity. And, and, and we need to remember, again, as coaches, trainers and everything, where does the body, where does the, body, where's the nervous system get that data to give it to us, to allow us to take those breaks off, to move really well, And everything. It comes down to those individual joints. And if we become masters of remembering it's the inputs that change the outputs, we will fix and help so many more people. And then we move ourselves away from that medical model and again I'm not bashing medicine at all, but of of trying to fix a symptom. But you're weak because you need more exercise. Well, that might be true, but maybe because you don't move well, your body won't your nervous system won't let you. And we gotta fix that problem first. Right? Yeah. Uh, maybe you're tight. Mm-hmm. Your your hamstrings are tight. Maybe because you need the stretch, but maybe because you just really moved poorly. And we need to get down to where is that information coming from that your body's trying to protect you from. And we fix those yeah. problems, people will want to move more, and they'll want to spend more time with us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's man. Everything you said right there just is great information, man. Because people need to hear these type of things. Because I think a lot of times we are so busy in Western society. We're moving constantly. We're not thinking about a great joint health. Some people have careers. Their dream careers are actually killing them slowly, internally. You know, they're not focused on, you know, uh, stretching and working those joints, even protecting the back when they're lifting, you know, patients or objects. You know, it's just a whole thing. So it's a high influx of people that's coming in with uh with back pain and you know joint pain and you know i mean uh uh, um tight hamstrings tight it bands you know they can't do a squat they can't run they can't they can't hike because the pain is too intense and they don't identify the pain and you know and, and and it's a problem you know so that's that was great so what's your thoughts right now as far as exercise therapy or great joint health for the handicapped or disabled population? Because I think a lot of times they get neglected when these things come up, like a pandemic or quarantine, and a lot of people are not focusing on them as well, and they need to move to yeah,
2: Yeah, no, and, and, and unfortunately, you know, because uh, working with, uh, I'm going to use a term, that no offense, normal people, right? People of normal levels of pain and dysfunction, right? Um, you're right. Those people that 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 have higher amounts of disability don't get worked with a lot of times because a lot of the people that have the knowledge are scared to work with them uh, because they don't know where to start, right? And because they don't know where to start, then they just neglect it and they go to what's comfortable and what's easy for them to do. Uh, but there's a lot more people out there with a lot more knowledge. Uh, that could be helping these people, um, but they just haven't had the the gumption to to work uh, towards helping those individuals. So I think we, as a as a profession in training, coaching, and whatnot, uh, could do a lot more by uh, you know getting comfortable working with these people. Because yeah, during these times, they need us more than ever. Uh, because uh, medicine is is going to be there to help them when they're sick and when they're and when they're really broken. But how do you keep function every day? Well, we, 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 it's trainers that I know, that I work with, all have the right tools. They just need the opportunity to employ it and, and, the, and the fortitude to do so. And um, so, yeah, no, you're exactly right. Uh, it's, a, it's an underserved, neglected population, um, and but not enough people are reaching out to them.
1: Yeah, I've I worked with a few people who uh, have the... Um had brain injuries or recovering from a stroke Mm -hmm. or they had MS you know and um, it's just just crazy because every every last one of them gained weight and I was like man so I got more into exercise therapy on corrective exercise as a specialty outside of being a personal trainer because here in the Atlanta area everything is about you know the vanity part of it it's not a whole lot of you know it's not a whole lot of coaches here that, that can bridge the gap between the medical field and the fitness field. And I, I saw that and I connected with MedFit and got with them. I was like, this is an opportunity here because it's a lot of, it's a population here that suffers from, you know, um, they may be handicapped or they may be disabled or suffer from some type of incident, or some type of chronic lifestyle. Uh, incident like a stroke or you know, anything like that. Um, you know, I, I work with stroke victims coming out of uh, physical therapy and just to gain some type of self-worth, get back to some sense of um, normalcy for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you want to get back. You want to get back to that level of being super independent and productive on your own and not relying on people to clothe you and feed you and you know, bathe you and you know, take you to appointments and just working with older adults, That kind of it scares me a little bit, um, Dr. Grove because it's like I don't wanna be that guy. You know. Right. I think oh yeah, no. Yeah. yeah give, I don't yeah, want to yeah, be that guy. Yeah. Treat others yeah, treat
2: others like you wanna be treated, right? And if yeah. you're if you're gonna be yeah, you know, we're all gonna get older. We i I I, I I can remember back in my early years working in physical therapy, um, working with mostly neurological injuries, so strokes and stuff like that. you know i'm I'm in this mindset, oh, this is an old person's disease. And then in right. this twenty uh, five year old african American or twenty three year old African American female pregnant and she had a stroke. Oh. And, and and she had such a bad stroke she she'll probably never be as as uh, developed as her child as he grows up. And I uh-huh. uh, realize that life changes on a dime. And yep, it, it can happen to you any moment, any time. Now, not that you should live in fear, but just realize that you could be that person that you're going to serve. And so treat them and, 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 and push yourself to be able to help somebody that you, one day you could be or somebody that you love could be and that you're going to need to reach out to. So, yeah, I agree yeah. with you.
1: I, yeah, it's, it's amazing, man. Because it, it frightens me so much. You know, I I want to be super independent as I age. I'm, I'm I'm going on 53 in August, and I want to have the independence. You know, 30 years down the line, if I'm if I'm blessed, I don't want to have joint pain, pain in my body. I don't want none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So working with people. Um, like the lady said, getting the oldest not for witties, and I always quote her on that because I want to be independent, and uh, I want to get the best treatment. But people don't understand um, the, the, the the psychological, the social, and the physiological benefits of taking care of themselves. They don't they don't they don't really look at those components, the benefits of it, until something tragic happens, you know, yeah. and. It just amazed to me when I talk to people, I'm like, look, they say, oh, you're always talking about eating right and drinking in the water and stretching. I said, look, because you don't understand, because if you go into autopilot all the time, you you wake up, get the kids together, get yourself together, you go to the job, you go to school, whatever. You're really on autopilot, but you're not making conscious decisions. you're not being aware of what's happening internally. Um, You're sitting too long at work, you stress all the time you know, you're not having that family connection or a spiritual connection. So over time, your body is changing internally, and you put on 55 pounds during the course of your tenure, whatever work you're doing, and now you have an increased risk of these lifestyle conditions, whether it's uh, hypertension, a heart attack, stroke, you know, diabetes, all these things, and one thing affects another. So that's what I'm saying, like, People don't understand the physiological and the social and um, psychological benefits of taking care of themselves, and you know, yeah. and uh, you know, it's, it's a big thing. So, what about what about um, aqua therapy or, or hydro gymnastics? Did you find that to be therapeutic? Are you using oh, that uh, in your uh, practice? Uh, uh,
2: yeah. So, not at, not so much in my practice. I used to be a uh, an arthritis foundation uh, uh, water instructor. Uh, back in my physical therapy days and up into early two thousand um, uh, and, and saw huge benefits from from that modality, from you know being in. It, being in the water, being in hot water, and doing movement in the water—I've seen individuals that were suffering from rheumatoid arthritis and, you know, terrible twists in their fingers, and their fingers go virtually straight again uh, with repeated use of that of that modality. I look at those—you know, those—those oh, those are all different uh, uh, I- I different environments uh, to do the training in, and and that's the cool part is that, you know, the, the what you learn on dry land oftentimes works very, very well in the water, and you, you adapt to what your client needs. And so uh, that could be a huge uh, environmental change that allows them to start accessing uh, results from what you know and what you do, um, and, can, and it can pay off big time. So, yes.
1: Awesome. So, going back, let's go back to the um, to the webinar. This is a five-week webinar um, focused on individual joints and, you know, how they really affect their body. So, um, like you said, you felt like it was you needed to put something out there on a global scale to help educate people the importance of, of great joint health. Give everybody the dates if they want to register or how they can register for this yeah
2: yeah so you um you can go on the medsit uh uh, website uh as well as on their facebook site um and uh and, and the information's there it's going to be every thursday um going from uh this this coming thursday on for the next five and uh so starting on the 30th right that's the 30th and uh it's a, it starts at 11 o'clock mountain time, uh, so adjust that for your uh, location, and, uh, and it's an hour and a half. It's going to be dynamic, so we'll have breaks throughout the presentation for people to ask questions, so trainers and coaches to ask questions and get some things clarified, because I know we can oftentimes uh, run a little fast, uh, and you get a little uh, information overload and you've got questions, so we'll get them on the way. Uh, we're going to zoom in on each uh, each joint, but then we're going to zoom out and see how it affects the whole body. And then the other thing that we're really trying to help uh, right now, especially, is help uh, help trainers, help the people that are coming to this, see this in 2D. You know, because we've been relegated uh, by and large to the the to a screen you know, to work with our clients during this time. Um, can we help? You start to see these things and, and evaluate your clients and work with your clients and cue your clients in a 2D environment better than you did before, and so that way, you know, going forward, uh, if this, you know, if, depending on where you're at, you still might be under quarantine, um, but as you're coming out of it, um, you have better tools that can help more people in in, in more ways.
1: Awesome. Now, is there a is there? Um, uh, uh... Continue educational webinar is there a certification attached to it? what is it?
2: Yeah? So this is just uh, this is just uh, a continuing education for uh, for for those that are 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 really interested Um, And then ideally uh, we'll be seeing more of this kind of thing uh, with some uh, live cadaver based uh, anatomy here in the next year or maybe less maybe Uh, If the interest is there and uh, we'll start uh, offering uh, offering some sort of certification that helps uh, distinguish these trainers uh, as as higher educated and qualified individuals because they know the anatomy so much better.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you can catch me on the webinar, too. I'll be there and I have all the information on it because I'm noticing right now that the exercise uh, therapy specialist. Man, the joints, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm hearing them crack. I'm hearing them crack. That mm. that bone on bone pain, you know, it's like, oh my God, you know, that that uh, that bone on bone is no joke, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah,
2: but there's there's something there too, and I'll talk about it in the. Uh, in the seminar, but uh, 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 you'd, you'd be surprised. You get the person moving really well and a lot of that symptom can decrease and all of a sudden they have ranges of motion they never had before and just from simple movement uh, as long as you understand what the joint's really doing and, and and how you can start to evaluate it. so That way you can start prescribing your exercise better.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I love it, man. So you're hearing it here, man. I'm telling you, Dr. Grove Higgins, okay, uh, man, he gives a lot of great information on how you can uh, really improve your quality of life, your joint health, you know, your sleeping patterns, you know, if you suffer from PTSD, you know, the webinars that's coming up soon. Uh, I'm telling you, I only bring in people that I think that that's going to bring you the, the tools, the tips, the strategies, and the knowledge and wisdom that's going to really increase your life to the next level. You know, especially during these times that are very unprecedented right now. We're It's a struggle mentally. A lot of people are dealing with some stuff. So as you heard, all the information um, Dr. Higgins just provided with us, it's, it's incredible, man. It's really incredible. It's so important that um, we take better care of ourselves and make sure that we are you know, an asset, you know, to everybody in our in our immediate environment, or if you, you know, around the world, you know. And I'm telling you, man, you know, it's a big deal for you. It should be a big deal for you. So, Doctor Higgins, um, any last tips that you want to share, um, and also tell everybody where or how they can connect with you if they if um if they need your services.
2: Definitely, um, you can find us on neuroathlete.com. Uh, and uh, that's probably the easiest place to get a hold of us. Uh, we have a clinic in, uh, in Monument, Colorado as well, but we're on the web and uh, work with uh, people literally all over the world. Um, and so we can connect. Uh, it starts at least that way. Um, last words? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll tell you what. The, the most fun I have in my day is, is being able to look across uh, the table uh, across the gym, uh, help somebody learn how to do something and see the, the changes in their face when they start to see uh, things change and that they have the power themselves to make their lives better and to eliminate their pain and to move like they want to move and, and, and everything. And they start to see that they can, they can affect these changes. Um, and what makes the difference is, A, a person who loves or, uh, loves people – um, and loves people so much that they push their knowledge, uh, and and the and make the effort to learn more so that they can come to the table and bring those tools and love that person even more. There you go,
1: man. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, when I when I when I saw your profile, I was like, oh, I said, oh, I gotta get, I gotta get Dr. Um, Higgins on the podcast, man, because this looked like it's gonna be. Um, very uh, informative for a lot of people, especially around here in the Atlanta area, and especially when I share this out with people who I work with who suffer from a lot of physical ailments as well, you know, they get the really great deep facts and information that's going to help improve their quality of life, man. So, Dr. Grove Higgins, everybody, this is the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast right here, man, you know, 53 countries, 1.3 million listeners. Uh, Man, um, right now we're coming up in India, we're coming up in Brazil, uh, Ireland, Japan, you know, um, Toronto, uh, South Africa, you know, Nigeria, you know, and we're growing. And that's because of you, you know. Thank you for sharing, you know, and really, really becoming a part of this community. We really appreciate it. I really appreciate that. You know, and uh, we're we, we bringing you some of the, 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 man, great information, a lot of doctors, chiropractors, you know, physical therapists, you know, a lot of great people who are in the field, who have years of experience that's going to help you and your loved ones, you know, decrease the pain threshold, increase your quality of living or your activities of daily living. These are the things that we need to live a more fulfilled life as we age, especially as we get older, okay, we need that, we need that focus, that cognitive awareness, that increased mobility and flexibility in our joints, a great um, homeostasis environment in our bodies, you know, we're trying to slow down the aging process, you know, we're controlling our stress, and, you know, there's good stress, but, you know, we're talking about bad stress, and we're doing all these things and putting it all together just for you to make sure that you're paying attention to your health because if you get sick or injured it's going to cost you some money even though you have great insurance you still gonna to have to pay something down the line okay so we want to like Dr. Higgins said which is a very interesting point what he said he's like I don't want to see a patient for too long <laughs> you know so have you seen Dr. Higgins for more I don't know more than 60 days or something like that or more than 12 sessions depending on what your ailment is are uh, you may be coming from post-surgery or whatever it is okay results is different everybody's different you know but good doctors and good coaches should have you give you the tools and the tips you need the strategies you need that you can continue on you know um by yourself after your prescriptive care is complete with them you know what i'm saying so that's good information right there you don't want to be keep going back to the doctor for the same stuff you haven't done anything he described you don't listen to the chiropractor you're not drinking the water you're not stretching you're not keeping the body hydrated keeping the joint hydrated your vital or you, you, people just don't drink water dr. Higgins you know and you, you, they're not saying you know they're not practicing but to you that are that are doing anything, and then shout out to the military as well, you know, and our clinical professionals. I know it's hard. I appreciate you. Um, you made he made an interesting point about you know the military who are suffering as well. You know, shout out to them. We only say shout out to the military when they're actually wartime. But you know, they going through a lot too, and, and and our veterans and everybody who are in the VA hospitals and the. Uh, the handicapped disabled or you suffer from an amputation or whatever it may be. If you have chronic pain in your body and you're dealing with this quarantine thing right now, it's a um, it's a big deal right now. You know, it's, um, it's the elephant in the room so we just want to address all of you guys and say to stay strong, stay in contact with your uh, primary physician, uh, Dr. Higgins if you're a client of his, if you're in the car a- area or around the world. Everything is Zoom now, you know what I'm saying? So you connect with him <laughs> and then check out his webinar starting next week. Yes, sir. You're going to really love that, you know, um, so that's going to be a big deal. So, Dr. Higgins, I really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your productive schedule. Thank you so much and, you know, I really appreciate that. Now, you know, this this is great. Thank you.
2: Uh, it was my pleasure. It was a real honor and,
1: and it was a heck of a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's always always gonna be fun. Now we're gonna have fun, and this is this is the start of a good relationship between us. And I'm happy that we can connect. Thank you. Thank you. All right, hold on. All right, so you hear it here. You heard it here. The Your Best Lifestyle Podcast. You know, right here on Apple, Google, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, um, Anchor. You know, public radio platforms, and look for us soon on iHeart and Pandora. Uh, radio platforms as well. We're okay, growing, so thank you so much for tuning in, and I talk to you guys a little later.
0: This episode of the Your Best Lifestyles podcast is sponsored today by the MedFit Network. The MedFit Network is both a free national online registry to find educated fitness and healthcare professionals in your area with services for those with chronic diseases, medical conditions, disability, women's health, including pre- and postpartum care. A professional membership organization for fitness and healthcare professionals. Join us today at www.medfitnetwork.org. That's www.medfitnetwork.org.